I'm ready. Okay. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Yankee Chronicles. This is the Roundtable, Episode 7. I am here with Laura and Camilla, and we are going to be discussing various topics on the New York Yankees. And for today, we will be discussing various, you know, uh, a specific topic that has gone on in Major League Baseball as a whole. So, Laura, if you would like to introduce yourself for a crowd that may not know you. Sure, sounds good. My name is Laura Eismond. I'm a huge Yankee fan. I live about 60 miles north of the city, and just being on Yankees Twitter the past three seasons now, like, it's just been very incredible. I've met so many new people, and I'm excited to be on this episode. And Camille, if you want to reintroduce yourself to our audience. Sure. Hi, I'm Camilla Graff, and um, currently I'm based in Europe, uh, but under normal circumstances, I'd be in New Jersey, um, about uh, maybe 45 minutes from Yankee Stadium. So big Yankees fan since I was a kid. And you can find me on Twitter at YPViking. Okay. And also you can follow Yankee Chronicles at Yankee Chronicle on Twitter. And you can follow us through our website, yankeechronicles.com. As well as if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, like, share. And you can also find this on audio through Spotify. Okay. And the first question I would like to ask you, Laura, is the Marlins recently hired a their first female GM. Uh, what did that mean to you to see that the females were finally breaking the glass ceiling in sports? It meant so much to me seeing her being hired because looking at her resume from her previous jobs as being assistant uh, with the Yankees and then also working with the White Sox too, like just to name a couple, like she was more than qualified to get the GM position for the Marlins. And also just to see her come full circle, like starting at Yankees when Derek Jeter was playing and now he was hiring her to be part of his team. It just meant the world uh, to me as a baseball fan. And then also too, like it opened so many doors to females who are looking to work in the baseball field, whether it be like as like statistics or like eventually work their way up to a managerial or GM position. So I think it opened so many opportunities and it made for females who want to work in baseball that their dreams are more of a reality than they have been before. No, I, I think it's a, a very positive move, you know, very progressive, but well-deserved. You know, it's, she didn't get the job just because of her being a female. She worked her way through the system and really deserved this chance. And I, I, I hope that she does well. And I know under, um, Derek Jeter, he'll give her as much support as she needs. Camila, do you mirror the same feelings as Laura? Yeah, I absolutely do. I was, uh, I was over the moon with this hire. I mean, Kim Ang is um, more than qualified for this job. She's as qualified as any man, probably more than most of them um, at this point. And she, I mean, this is, you know, she's a she's a University of Chicago graduate. She's with this vast resume of experience. Um, she's just super smart. And I'm, you know, leave it to Derek Jeter. You know, he's such a great guy to just 
break that barrier and and just be like it's time because it's it's past time and um and i'm really glad you know i'm really glad that a former yankee was the one to do that um because i think i think in such a male dominated um sports world like like baseball because you know um it is traditionally a men's sport um it it does take some guts to say hey other teams look at me i'm gonna hire a female gm you know and and you know and i'm sure that some of the other teams are probably talking behind his back a little bit like oh he's hiring a female gm that's kind of weird but but you know but i mean this is great and i think that we're gonna continue to see maybe uh more females in positions even even positions down on the field like um trainers and and maybe some assistant coaches or or you know stretching coaches thing things like that so um i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful <laughs> yeah you no know, i i i don't know the exact positions but i know that you know they have a female coach uh female referee or a line judge whatever their title is in football or, mm-hmm. or the nfl uh they have a assistant gm that was a female in the nba i believe you know so it's good to see that you know things are starting to be more inclusive and, and not more of you know the the uh just the guys club you know yeah. Yes, definitely. I think that's very important. Do you feel that this is just the beginning? Do we, you know, do you see in the future where athletes that are are female are are going to have that window to break into a major league sport? You know, I think base, baseball is one that could might be the easiest route. Uh, but I do see that happening sometime in the future. How would you feel about that, Laura? That's, I think this is like a good start, like to getting the feet wet, like for people who want to, like, eventually be in, you know, Major League Baseball. Like females want to be in Major League Baseball. Like this, like just a good start. Um, like, and bringing up to your point, for the Toronto Blue Jays actually had a female athletic trainer with them at one point yeah remember i think her name was nikki uh but anyway back to the point but she like definitely stepped that foot in and same thing with kim like just any position like it opens the door for so many females to say hey i want to become a gm one day or hey i want to work in major league baseball and just seeing that door open like being wide open for them like it gives them pretty much hope and I think we could see more like probably within the next five to ten years like more females taking those positions. Camilla when you 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 might remember when um Jenny Finch was a a very famous softball player. Yes. Uh, That's when I started to get that feeling that you know in baseball is where you would see that unisex type of roster. Do you still see that as a possibility? I do. Maybe not next year, maybe not the year after, but eventually I do. Remember, we had women playing baseball during World War II. 
well, they they oh, made yeah. that remember that whole movie about it which which is you know a great great little flick but um you know women did all kinds of things and then you know everybody came home from world war ii and it went back to being okay women do this and men do this but women have played baseball before so it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be their first rodeo i mean you know, you look at some of these softball players like Jenny Fitch. I mean, they're just, they're monsters. They're just, I mean, <laughs> try to, try to hit her, try to hit her. And yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think that, um, that training now, um, in women's sports is now the equivalent to men's sports. I remember back in the Jurassic era when I was in high school, I mean, it, it literally was the dinosaur age. You know, I ran cross country and <laughs> I ran cross country. And I remember, you know, the girls team always had the shorter race than the boys. So the boys, you know, the boys race was like over three miles and the girls race was like 2.8 miles or something because, you know, the girls couldn't run as far as the boys, right? But now, I, I believe that, um, at least in my daughter's school, everyone's just running the same race, you know? Everyone's running the same the same, uh, same amount of mileage or, or kilometers, if you will. So things have changed, and, and the training for women's sports has now become as rigorous as the training for men's sports. So um, there's... there's um, you know, uh, I, I guess a narrowing of the gap, if you will. And I think it's going to take some years, but I think it's going to happen. I think, I, I, I really, I think it's going to happen eventually. And I think that when it does happen, you're going to see um, an expansion of the fan base as well, yeah. which is good for business. Oh, absolutely. Know. Absolutely, yeah. You know, in regards, you know, you, you have the, the WNBA, you know, yep. women's, uh, women's soccer, yeah, maybe now is the time you brought up, you know, with the movie a league of their own. Maybe now is the time to reintroduce a, a, a women's baseball club, you know, where if they have their own league where they can show their ability and their athleticism, their, their showmanship, their sportsmanship. You know, I, I really think that this is, this is that time to, that they can really, you know, for lack of a better term, capitalize on, a, you know, a, a strong Absolutely. woman. Mm -hmm. yep. They can reintroduce that where it'll have just as much success, if not more, than it did during World War II. Mm -hmm. oh, Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and there are plenty, you know, there's plenty of, you know, of athletes that can fill, fill rosters, mm -hmm. you know, and... Mm -hmm you know, athletes, you know, the product is good enough and everything is there, you know, like they just, like they portrayed in the movie, which was very accurate to what was going on in that time. They, it, it will put fans in the seats. You Absolutely. Know. Yeah. yeah. And I know, it'd it be a great help. business decision. Mm -hmm. It would. It would also help the strength of the WNBA. You know, they're the ones that really push to have that all-female league. Mm -hmm. I think MLB would be doing 
everybody a, a good service to, to reintroduce a uh, all-female baseball league. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I would love to as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It'd be so fun. It would be. Um, Laura, you know, I know this is your first time with us. And, you know, Yankee, on BF Yankee Chronicles, we really thank you for your time. I just want to give you a moment to, to give us your thoughts um, with the New York Yankees. Um, everybody is waiting to see when the Mayhew is going to be re-signed. Is there anybody else on the market that you feel should, besides from LeMahieu, because that, that's the given. Yeah. <laughs> what other free agent do you feel would be a good fit for this team and keep it, you know, the, the nucleus, nucleus together? It's a good question. Well, I kind of told, uh, you know, Mike Scudero has his uh, Yapping Yankees podcast. Yes. So he had mentioned about his question that's going to be on later today. Uh, what else like should the Yankees do besides obviously resigning DJ LeMayu? And I've been kind of saying this all off season long, but the Yankees definitely need another starting pitcher, like probably a number two starter in a sense. I mean, they want to go for Bauer. They can, I kind of don't see him signing with the Yankees. You but see them maybe going more for like a Charlie Morton. Yeah. Like maybe Charlie Morton, like a one year or two year deal for Charlie Morton. Uh, that's my first guess for that. And then, also, they need to sign a couple of relief pitchers to replace, you know, Tommy Canely since now he's going to be out until 2021 with his Tommy John surgery. And then if the off chance, because I've like seen people saying, oh, maybe the Yankees should trade out of Vino or some move around like that. Um, yeah, I think out of Vino on the trade block would be a mistake. I think so, too. Yeah, they definitely need his arm like, more than anything. And then one more thing I was thinking about was like kind of another bat like DJ LeMay, like maybe uh, Tommy LaStella, some, someone like that where they power contact hitter in a sense. Uh, uh, with the window that the Yankees have had, do you feel that the opportunity is already gone for them to capitalize on these baby bombers with Judge and Sanchez, Torres? Yeah. Severino, mm -hmm. or do they still have a, a big enough window where they can still go on a, a, uh, a another big run where they could sustain World Series appearances for years to come? Or is that window just about closed? I'd say the window is still open, but it's not as wide open as it was like back in 2017, 2018, um, just because now that Judge Torres – Sanchez, they've been in the major leagues for so many seasons now. Uh, the reason why I say it's still slightly open is because you have uh, Garcia and then Clark Schmidt still, you know, developing. So they could become our potential starting pitchers down the road. Um, but the window for that, it's starting to slowly shut down, but it's not as wide open as it was, like, back in 2017, I'd say. Now, Camille, but, uh, there's a, a big trade rumor, you know, amongst the fans or, or trade speculation that they need to go and trade for Lindor. With, if they trade for Lindor, what, you know, that would move Torres back to second base. At that point, where do, where do you think LeMahieu would, would best serve as, uh, as a Yankee? Um. 
you know, I, I think LeMayhew is one of those kids who could learn how to play any position, honestly. I think, I mean, he's a tremendous hitter, right? So you, you need his bat. But um, I think with, with coaching and training, I think that he could learn to play any position. I think that he, you know, everybody talks about his discipline, right? And how he's so serious about everything. This is a kid who, if you said, okay, we need you to play third, we need you to play third, we need you to play, he would be like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to devote all of my mental and physical resources to learning how to do this the best that I can, because this is the type of kid that he is. So I think if they lose out on a person like this, I think it's, I think it's insane because I think he's one of those versatile guys. You can train him to play anything and he'll do really well at it. And plus he always, you know, he has his at bats, which are really good in most cases. So, you know, um, if they, you know, if they trade for Lindor, fine. But, you know, I think their first priority should be getting, you know, DJ back on the field in any position they can train him to do anything. For sure. And then, look, you know, Laura, just one, one last question before you wrap things up. The, the job that Cashman has done, do you feel that another missed World Series warrants him to remain as a GM or is his time come and gone and it's just time for a new, a new voice to construct this roster? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I still think like he's still the person for the Yankees for the time being. Uh, just because like we still have the young players like Garcia and Schmidt still in the minors, but I think maybe within like the next five to ten years, though, like if we don't win another World Series, then you got to start thinking, okay, where on the top do we start to make these changes? So I think eventually it's going to have to happen at some point where they're going to need a new head person to run the club in that sense. But for right now, I'd say he's still safe with the Yankees. Yeah, Camila, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think what Laura said is true. I, I think that, um, you know, let's see how this, um, this, this past season was so unusual because of the pandemic. It's, it's hard to kind of really judge the decisions that were made because it, it was such an off, off year you know you only had like 60 games it was just so I think we kind of need another couple of seasons to really see and if nothing comes of it then yeah get some fresh folks in get a fresh GM fresh manager fresh whatever um you know it's it's always good to to shake things up but not too soon yeah because then then yeah. you lose out then you lose out on the knowledge that people have accumulated and, and can really put toward making the team good. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, 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 so I agree think. with Laura. I think like, you know, a five-year window, you know, mm -hmm. nothing's happened and not even just Brian Cashman, you know, Randy Levine, you know, the, the two of them just might need to step aside and get a, get a fresh voice into the organization. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where how the years develop now that the second wave of the baby bombers are on their way up. 
mm-hmm. you know, like when Laura mentioned with, with Schmidt and, you know, Garcia, Garcia. You know, Michael King, Jason Dominguez, you know, Esteban mm-hmm. Floreal, Tyrell Estrada, you know, there's still, there's a whole other wave of players coming up and they've all come through Cashman. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, the Stick Michaels generation, they're all gone now. So this is all on Cashman. You know, mm-hmm. this is his this is his roster on yep. the major leagues and in the minor leagues. So it's gonna be interesting to see how things go over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Yeah, but, let's see how he does with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna close this up. Laura, we want to thank you very much for joining us. We hope you return yeah, to us very soon. Thank you for and, having me. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Camila, again, thank you and for uh, for joining us today. Uh, of course. Yeah. And on behalf of YankeeChronicles.com, we want to wish everybody a happy holidays. And you just remember, be safe, be smart. On behalf of Yankee Chronicles, I'm Bobby Ryan. Have a good night. Bye.